morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brent Lamont, working from my home in Seattle, Washington. And I'm Mark Herval, working from my home in Newcastle, Washington. And I'm Patrick Todd, working from my home in Renton, Washington. Hi, I'm Sonny Sanger, working from my home in Crowthorne in England. So today we thought we'd revisit a topic we covered in episodes 10 through 12, the distributed versus co-located teams. But in this episode, we're going to have a little bit of an emphasis on teams that are all now distributed who were co-located due to the corona pandemic. So I'm going to start with Mark, our resident, uh, our resident, Mark, what do we call it? I don't know. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was thinking, what's your degree in? Oh, my degree is in microbiology and public health. So our, our resident public health and microbiologist. <laughs> yeah, Mark. I mean, <laughs> yeah a science guy yeah <laughs> i'll say that i don't look like bill nye though i'll uh no. i'll say that when i went through school the idea of a pandemic that's directly uh similar to what's going on right now was at that time inevitable we we knew this was coming and that was many years ago so for me personally i've kind of considered this my whole life like what happens and everything else but now that it's here the impact is, you know, being felt across the globe, certainly within my family, and it's had an impact on what I do every day. Um, but this, for me, is something that I've expected. Just it was a matter of when, not a matter of if. So Right. So I will say we all wanted to give a shout out to our employer, SAP and SAP Concur, because roughly 30 minutes before we started this recording, SAP sent out an email to all of its employees that said, hey, if you don't have to go into the office, don't go into the office, stay in place, and it's all good. So we want to thank SAP for giving us the ability to work from home because there are plenty of people in this world who don't get to. So a little bit of a shout out to our friends who are in the service industries and to the healthcare industries and to uh, health and safety Thank you for doing what you do because you guys are going to have to face a lot of craziness over the next couple of weeks and months. So thank you. Uh, so Patrick, give me some thoughts about co-located teams that are now distributed teams. Well, I think it's an interesting challenge. And first, just to echo, uh, Brent, what you said, um, that, uh, just again to shout out to SAP um, because that's um, on, on a personal note. Uh, my my cousin is actually part of a vulnerable population. He has uh, stage five kidney cancer, and so um, I, um, I I I appreciate the level of duty of care uh, that this company is taking to protect our families and us uh, from that's from wonderful. the outbreak. So. Um, uh, to, to a more tactical uh, situation, working from home. Um, so the interesting thing that I've seen is that teams that are normally co-located are now facing a unique challenge because I've, I've worked with both types of teams and the teams that, uh, for example, I work with a team that is based uh, half in uh, Britain and half in Seattle, Washington, United States. Um, they're used to this. This is how they work. And so they're not facing as much of a challenge, but teams that are used to just being able to look over their shoulder and talk to somebody are now trying to figure out how to work again. And um, one team, ironically, that has had to figure this out as well, um, more, than, more than most, is us. 
in, <laughs> in the Bellevue office because yeah. um, there's there's a few of us who all sit in in the Bellevue Washington office and we're used to looking over our shoulders and chatting to each other and um, there's 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 nuances of remote work that we're you know learning in like dynamically how to work with um, how to work with each other um, in a more give and take uh, give and take scenario um, whereas like for example um, you know I left my headphones in the office and now that's an issue and so because <laughs> my audio is not as good as it could be so right. it's um, it's it's weird little things like that and um, and and I think uh, what for for teams that are not that this is new for the what what I would recommend is always is is usually what I recommend for most situations, which is go back to the manifesto, individuals and interactions over processes and tools. So, right. um, for example, you know rather than falling to the trap of like say. Um, yeah, let's just do stand up over Slack. I mean, no, that's not individual <laughs> interactions over processes and tools. You're literally flipping that. That's processes and tools over individuals and interactions. So, and then it's not a stand up either. It's a status meeting. So, right. I mean, like, come on. So, <laughs> so that that's a trap that a lot of teams I think could really fall into. And so, right. I think when we catch ourselves doing that, just saying, wait a second what actually is agile? What actually are we trying to get behind? Yeah. Um, it's something that you brought up that I, I, I was just reminded of. Uh, Sonny showed up physically from the UK like a week ago <laughs> and he sat down with me for the, the spare five minutes he was able to give me to say, by the way, we forgot the two. He said, yeah. we, we, don't, we don't see each other very often, which might seem as an odd thing to say since he's in the UK and I'm here, right? But I, I realized that in the past, we regularly had online meetings to just kind of share information and talk about what's going on. And that's tapered off as time has gone on because of changes in what we do. And yet, we both feel the hit on that, which is we are we do not have as much information, we do not have as much of a connection and an understand yeah. shared understanding as a team of what we're doing. So the point here is, you know, it, it, we talked about this a bit in the past. Like if I go back twenty years, there's no way we could have done this because the technology wasn't there, the broadband wasn't available, it certainly wasn't good enough to handle like full video and else. You know, Sunny being in the UK right now. And being able to see him in real time that far away, you know, with, with no kind of lag or anything else is something that is, you wouldn't have seen 20 years ago. Also, by the way, his inclusion of this would have cost us like 50 bucks. Right. But that's no longer the case. So the, the idea that even if we're at home, even if we are in a rarefied inform, a situation, like we all have to work from home from, from now on for a while, there is absolutely no reason why I have to send an email to have a discussion back and forth with someone, I can get on a Zoom call and just have a conversation. With that in mind, we talk about you know face-to-face -face interactions instead of documentation. That includes leaving your camera on. Yep. One of the things that people tend to do is they start flipping off their camera. I don't. Well, not like that, but people turn off. The, <laughs> people turn off their camera because they believe that you know, that, that'll make it a little bit easier for them. But it does, for me, definitely causes that additional distance, which makes it less effective for communication. So right. 
you know, advice number one from me, leave your camera on. And two, Patrick, get a decent mic. <laughs> well, and what I'd say to that is let's let's make sure we're talking about because we did cover all of this in episodes 10 through 12. And I think a lot of these stories are still exceptionally valid. But I want to talk for a moment about those teams that are not necessarily uh, don't necessarily work in an agile setting. All of this can work for you. You know, having conversations over whatever your uh, streaming media is, if it's Zoom, if it's WebEx, if it's Skype, you know, making sure that you have uh, daily interactions, just setting aside time to where the team can get together and have a conversation. All of those, th all of those things are even more important now because you can start to feel isolated being on your own as opposed to the, I turn around and I talk to Mark, or I turn around and I talk to Patrick, or I hop on a call with Sonny. That's nothing that's, you know, that's normal. Whereas the interactions on a daily basis with Mark and Patrick are not, right? So Sonny, talk to me for a little bit about how you find it in dealing with teams that are most normally co-located. So um, what I want to do is go back to Patrick's point around, especially around the um, interaction over processes and tools. And I think for now, until this um, issue that is contained out there, I think tools moves to the left as well, right? Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because the teams that are located in one place probably need to quickly get quipped up with tools as well right remotely so sure. i'll give you an examples teams that are used to whiteboarding every day in a location you might have to go and use mural for a while right, right? or or similar or, tools right yeah yeah, yeah. Do similar you have a list of tools by the way that we could like make available to people well those of us who are at sap we already have a set of tools we can mention it on the website faster than standup.com we'll put out a list of tools that we use yeah. So that if it's something that you don't have, you can use. Yeah. yeah. So call. I think, yeah, I think that's one of the things that I'm going to see over the next couple of weeks is teams getting, that aren't used to using them on a daily basis. Right? Yeah. Um, so I, I see that manifesto side starting. I think that value, there's value we do on the right. The tools part's going to be a little bit more valued over the next couple of weeks from a team perspective. I think Brent, you made a good call out earlier before the recording as well was um, working agreements as well. Yes. Um, so totally agree with you on that as well yeah. in terms of revisiting them and probably adding a little bit more around, I would say around the community or reiterating the communication working agreement. Right. If you've got any agreements around the communication side and then I would add tools side to it for temporary. I would create a coronavirus working agreement temporarily. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I don't think that's a I bad would suggest call. that to teams. I would I suggest that to teams. <clears throat> so, I, I, I wouldn't. I'd honestly think that that shouldn't be any different than the way you potentially work every day. Well, I think it's a good place for you to leverage, right? Is to say, hey, yeah. let's let's start with because of this, we need we should take a, a few moments and just take a look at our working agreement. And if we don't have one, let's create one. Because I have been just shocked lately to find out the number of teams that don't have working agreements. They're an agile team that doesn't have a working agreement. What are you doing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I so think anyways. that that that's where kind of when the, this um, situation gets contained. 
um, or gets back into normal world where we do go back to located teams, then revisit those working agreements. And I'm, teams are likely maybe keep some of those working agreements moving forward. So it could morph an agile team into a different way as well. Yeah. Well, gosh, you're Rudy, though, Brent. Let's just suppose I don't have a working agreement, but I wanted some help with it. Where would I turn to it? <laughs> if you're an SAP employee, you could reach out to our good friends at Ask Agile Ops, ask-agile-ops. But for those of you who are not at SAP, you can always reach out to us because we're happy to help you out at info at faster than standup.com. That being said, Mark, closing thoughts because we're heading into time. If any of you have heard uh, some noise in the background, that's because my girlfriend also working <laughs> from home. Yeah. She, she does support calls for a large purveyor of coffee in the Seattle area that it actually has a worldwide presence. In fact, you mm -hmm. could probably walk a foot out your door and find one of the stores. But um, she's able as well to do uh, full support uh, remotely. Um, and the company itself has also said, you know, please work from home. So we're in a new world right now. Yeah. And uh, I, my final thought is I hope everyone takes uh, good care of themselves. Uh, make sure you wash your hands and the like. And w one other thing, you know, go outside occasionally and walk around and like your life doesn't have to stop completely as a result of this, right? Don't, Plus one. Don't go insane with cabin fever. Um, but we're all, we're all going to like lock down for a little while. And, um, you know, I think we'll all get through this. Um, uh, yeah. Hope you're yeah, yeah, yeah. safe. Hope you're all safe. That's right. I think I think that's the net result of all of this is stay safe. And I believe we're at time. So that's the end of this iteration. I'm Brent. I'm Mark. I'm Patrick. I'm Sonny. Until the next iteration, you can give us a rating at your podcast provider. Shoot us an email at info at fasterthanstandup.com or find us on Twitter at Faster Standup. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than a Standup. <laughs> <laughs>